0: Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. We've been doing a series on prayer, and I don't believe there's anything that trumps prayer as far as importance goes. And yet it's probably one of the hardest things for, well, I'll just speak for myself. It's one of the hardest things for me. Just to be still and actually pray for any length of time. Uh, anybody else have that problem? I don't know if I've got, uh, I don't know, ADHD or whatever it is. I just can't keep my attention long enough, and 50 million things pop up into my head, which tell me you should be doing this, you need to do that, and I almost have to take my phone and just put it somewhere, you know, out of sight, turn it off, get rid of it somehow, uh, because. That thing is a nuisance as well when it comes to prayer. And yet that conversation with God that we call prayer is the most important conversation that you're ever going to have. It's more important than checking up on the Broncos and the Lions. It's more important than the NFL for me. Uh, It's more important than all the busy stuff that you have to do. It's more important than anything because you're having a conversation with the king of the universe, your creator, your savior, your lord, you know, all of these uh, acronyms for God. That conversation is the most important conversation that you could have. And yet, so many people don't know how to, how to pray, how to have that conversation. Today is the end of our series on prayer that brings results. Because there's no point in praying without getting results. What's the point? When we pray, we should expect results. That what we pray for, God hears it, and if he hears it, the Bible says he answers that prayer. So how do you pray effectively? We've been in this series now for a long time. And we could continue, but every good thing must come to an end. And this morning will be the final in our series. We have looked at the Lord's Prayer because Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Not necessarily what you should pray, but how you should pray. And so he gives us his model prayer. And we've extracted five points out of this so far. And, and this morning we'll go to the sixth and, and the final point. The word point begins with P. So I've made it easy so we could remember this where we're at in our prayer time, and our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, is the first P, which is presence. Okay, somebody got that one, my wife over there. Uh, you can shout this out if you remember. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, is priority. priority. Come on. <laughs> so you can remember that. It's setting in his his priority first. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's the next one? Give us today our daily bread. Every day we need provision. That's the third one, provision. And then um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's the translation we'll use. And that's a, that's a big one because this is the one that probably gives us the most hassles in life that we don't want to pray for, people that have offended us, people that don't get us, people that, well, you can fill in the blank with that one, and it's people. God doesn't let us get past people. When we pray, we, uh, we, we have to forgive people. When we do that, prayer takes on a whole other dynamic, Uh, Because we've all got people that have offended us and that we need to forgive. And he says, until you do that, you're not going any further with this. You you need to forgive. And then uh, the next one is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's protection. That we need to be protected. God doesn't tempt anybody with evil, it says, but the the, uh, accuser of the brethren we have an adversary, and that's what his name means, uh, Satan, adversary, the devil, who, who's full time, and he's very good at it, and he knows how to wave the carrot in front of each one of us and whatever weakness that, that we have, and it's probably different for, for all of us, but all these things are common, and, and he has given us a way of escape, and we pray for protection. We looked at that. We've, we've looked at all of these. For yours is the kingdom. And today, for yours, God is the kingdom and the power. And that's the word today, the final P. The sixth one is power. Everybody say power. power. Come on. This is the one today. Now, I've called this morning's sermon the, a key to incredible blessing. There's a key To incredible blessing. I'm not just talking about, oh, be blessed, a salutation or something, but incredible. Everybody say incredible. This isn't normal blessing, like, oh, I'm so blessed the sun's shining today. I'm talking about incredible blessing. This prayer culminates with incredible blessing. So that's where we're going today. I'm so excited about this because this is the result of a conversation with God is incredible blessing, but there is a key in this. So I want us to go to the book of Luke. And in Luke's um, gospel, chapter 17, and we'll look at verse 11. Now Jesus is on a journey in, um, in Luke 17. It says, on his way, now on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and and Galilee. Galilee is in the north. It's a northern region. Uh, They're on the sea there. Samaria is just south of that. And he could have gone past that, but he would have had to have traveled inland to get around Samaria. So he's on the border between Galilee and Samaria. It says, as he was going into a village, ten men, who had leprosy, met him, and they stood at a distance. Reason, they were quarantined. Reason, they had leprosy, a a highly contagious disease. It's called Hansen's disease, I believe it's called today. Uh, They've got cures for it, but it's a bacterial kind of infection that spreads through the body and causes the, the nerve endings Uh, in the peripheral nerves to go dead. So the result of that is you you can touch something that's hot or dangerous or sharp or whatever and not feel that. And the end result of that is that results in uh, uh, lacerations and cuts and and then loss of limb and things start to fall off. This is a hideous disease today, but it was even worse back then because they had no cure. Today there's a cure for it. Back then, no cure for that. And the only way to stop that from infecting everybody in the nation of Israel were quarantine laws. Now, we've just been through COVID, so we all know about quarantine, don't we? A lot of people take the Old Testament and they go, oh, look at that, you know. They weren't allowed to go in the, into the temple or whatever, isn't that, you know, what kind of God would do that? What kind of God would, you know, the God that loves us instituted laws for that nation to protect people just like today. And, and um, so as he's going, he, he, he these, these men meet him, and they have to stand back at a distance. In fact, lepers back then had to cry out, unclean. They had to warn everybody. They had to wear a particular type of of out of dress, which had, had rips in it to show their sores. They had to go to the priest to uh, show their sores to the priest and, and make sure that The only way they could integrate back into the community was if they were healed of all these hideous sores and laceration. So they're yelling out, unclean, and they're at a distance. And then, verse uh, verse 13, and they called out in a loud voice. This is a voice of of desperation. How, How desperate are you when you pray to God? How desperate are you when you attend church? How how desperate are you when it comes to asking something from God? I I don't believe that we've seen desperation yet the way that we need to see desperation. We need people that are desperate. I am desperate for an answer. I am hungry for the things of God. I, I am expecting, whether for myself or for you or for somebody else, desperation will cause your voice to increase desperation will cause your body language to change. Desperation is, I'll just take it or leave it. When I come to church, I'm desperate. I'm desperate for a touch of God. I'm desperate to hear from God. I'm desperate to worship God. I'm desperate on behalf of other people because selfishness is not a fruit of the Spirit. And these, these men are desperate for themselves. You think about 10 men with leprosy. They are quarantined. The Bible doesn't say for how long. Some of them it could be years. That means they haven't been able to see their family. If they're married, they've they've got nothing with their wife, that they there's no intimacy here. They can't hug their children. They 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 miss their job. Their families are suffering probably economically because uh the, the husband can't work. If they're single, it's not the kind of thing that you're gonna ask a girl out on a date, hey, come on out with me, I got leprosy. Would you like to cuddle and kidnap? you know that's not going to happen you got 10 men that that are are caught in a in a precarious situation that is so awful it's like the worst nightmare imagine getting a little sore and realize oh great i've got to go to the priest whatever the priest's verdict is on that that's going to wreck your life you are messed up for a long time And that's these 10 men. They're desperate. But before we look down our nose on these 10, or we think, oh, that's them. You know, my life isn't leprosy. We've all got something. There's something about you that stinks a bit and doesn't look all that pretty before you look down your nose at your neighbor or somebody else. (laughs) We've all got something that's causing a curse on our life in some form or fashion. That we need a healing for, whether that's a mental attitude through cynicism, sarcasm, negativity, all of these things are not fruit of the Spirit. And yet, Christians can come to church, they won't be quarantined for their cynic uh, uh, negative outlook. <laughs> they're they're let in the door, but before we know it, the whole population gets it. Before we know it, everybody starts to stink. Everybody gets that form of leprosy that we carry. And and it's no point examining somebody else. We get examined by the priest himself. He says, you need to to fix that. You need to clear that up. That desperation leads us to repentance. That desperation that I'm unclean before God in some way. It's, It's during a worship service. God will speak to you and say, hey, You got to get it right. You know those peas that Pastor Ed talked about? Those things weren't just frivolous little peas there. It's about the presence of God. He's the Holy Spirit. He's not just the Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit, separate, set apart. He's in, he's in, he's bathed in light. He is light. And no darkness can stand in his presence. And his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, his priority has to be established through purity. We need to sync with our souls with the Spirit of God so that we're walking with him and everyone else. So when we hit that peak called people, if there's a schism there, a division there, a, a, a not walking together, even when it hurts, then he will arrest our soul, convict us of that, and say, get that right. That's during that conversation called prayer. That leprosy has to go. And we come to this place where there's power available, but so many, so few people ever experience the power of God, quite frankly, because of a, a, a lack of prayer and a lack of understanding of how to pray and even the Lord's prayer. These men are at a distance. They're crying out. They're quarantined. They're desperate, desperate people. When they get together, whether it's a, a, a community, positive community, or what we would call a negative like prison or, or or something else, when people get together, it's amazing how they can sink around the problem. It's a, it's amazing to me to see negative people all get together, and it's not long before the whole conversation. It's all about what's wrong with the government, what's wrong with the church, what's wrong with the neighbor, what's wrong with the teens, the, you know, teenagers. What's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? Well, that's a community. But God's community is to be called high above all of that. God's community is to be a household, a, a household of faith. So we find these men, and they're, they're, they they meet him, they cry out, Jesus, Master. Have pity on us. Now they are praying the start of the Lord's Prayer. They're not calling it the Lord's Prayer. They probably haven't been there when He taught the disciples on how to pray. But we could put, Our Father, <laughs> who art in heaven, Your name, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. In verse 14, when He saw them, He said, Go show yourselves to the priests. I love this. As they went, they were cleansed. A lot of us want to be cleansed before we go. But God won't do it so you can go. God will do it as you go. A lot of us are waiting. Well, when I get it all right, when I get all the peas in order, (laughs) when I... Eventually forgive that person when I get over myself, over my offense. When I stop being offended, when, I, when I'm totally healed and, and I've got my mind all sorted out, my emotions or, or whatever that is that you're dealing with, then, then I'm going to go. God says, no, uh, you're going to go. And as you go, I'm going to heal you, not before you go. And I love the fact that he says, go and show yourselves to the priests. These priests had to examine these men before they could be pronounced clean and be integrated back into the community. They were looking at any blemish that they had. And so, verse 15, one of them, everybody say one out of 10. That's 10% in case you uh, don't know the maths. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God, oh, and get this, in a loud voice. A lot of it, oh, you know, I don't know, church singing, shouting, clapping, you know, raising my voice, you know, where does that come from? It comes from a heart that's thankful, a heart that's been healed. It comes from somebody that's desperate. It comes from somebody that knows from whence they came. I know my salvation. I know where I was before I found Jesus Christ, or let me put it this way, before Jesus found me in my life. I know where I was, sinner. I know where I, where I came from, bad place. I know what God did for me, bigger than leprosy. I had a form of that, I, not physically, but uh, you know, spiritually. I was desperate, desperate for hell, living in a living hell. And, and what he did for me, I can't shut up. Nobody needs to coach me to sing loudly. In fact, people s- sitting around me go, man, singing tune, for goodness sakes, you're tone deaf or something? Like, uh, it's like, I don't care. I really don't. I can't stop it. I don't want to stop it. The person up the front doesn't need to whip it up for me or, you know, come on. It's like, forget about that. Whether I'm on the islands and they got a guitar with broken strings on it or no guitar at all and it's time to worship God. I'm there because I know what God did for me. What about you? Do you know what God did for you? Are you thankful for that? But 10 of them and only one comes back. Now it's interesting here. Because as they went, they were healed. Somewhere between here and here, healing came. It didn't happen when they got in front of the priest and then the miracle happened, nor did it happen when Jesus initially told them to go. It was on the journey that they got healed. This one, the one that came back, somebody goes, well, Jesus said to him, go to the priest's and show yourself he didn't make it to the priests but ah oh, he did he turned around from the priest they're not really the priest they're religion he turned around he went against traffic you don't go against traffic he turned he turned the ship around he turned around and went to the priest not the priest's religion but to the the high priest The priest of heaven, the savior of his soul, he turned it around and went against the flow. We could rap on that, couldn't we? (laughs) I love the spirit in this man. He left it all behind. I thought, no, I don't need to go to those guys dressed up like priests. I know who the priest is. He just told me to go. I need to go back to him. I need to find my way back to the priest. I need to go and prostrate myself, and I need to do something, which is the culmination of this prayer, this Lord's Prayer that we've been praying called power. I want you to stay with me on this one. He goes against traffic. He threw himself. This this guy's seriously... He seriously is thankful. He seriously knows what God did for him. When you you seriously have a revelation of where you were destined and what God did for you, a lot of people don't know what God did for them. Therefore, they can't shout. They can't sing. They can't prostrate themselves. They don't know how to worship God because they don't have a revelation of how dark they were before Jesus came into their life. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. And this is what he did. And this is where we're going this morning in the few minutes we have left. <sighs> and thanked him. And thanked him. The end of the prayer, the power, comes in one word, appreciation. I had this title of this message was called The Power of Appreciation, but I changed it. The key to incredible blessing. How many people want to be incredibly blessed this morning? Come on, somebody shout. He threw himself. He thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. In other words, he wasn't part of the chosen frozen. He wasn't part of the religious establishment. He wasn't an Israel. He wasn't a Jew. He's born on the wrong side of the tracks. And Jesus says, We're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? That's a great question, isn't it? Before you think about wagging church and not coming, I don't need to do that. I don't need to go down there and sing the happy clappy songs with the happy clappy people, and they're going to go after my money and all of that kind of stuff. Before you think about not coming to worship God, I want you to ask yourself, are you one of the nine? Are you the one? There's nothing that can keep me away from what God says we're supposed to do, the gathering together. He says, do not forsake yourselves gathering together. Why do we gather together? Man, I gather together to say thank you and to get in the midst of a whole bunch of people that were sinners that God saved. I get there and I go, wow, God, this is so amazing. You are so good. Ah, you don't have to. Just go to the priest. Go there, show yourself, and get back into the routine that you were in before you got the leprosy. Go back to where you came from. Go back and be a good sinner. Go back without a thankful heart. While we're at it, 1 out of 10 is 10%, and you bring your 10%. You don't give it. You haven't given God anything when you tithe. You bring in something that God says to bring through a heart of thanksgiving. This was never mine. It was all yours, God. Therefore, here you go. That's the one in the 10 that must return to God for incredible blessing. But that's not the point this morning. The key to incredible blessing. So no one returned to give praise except this foreigner. And then he said, rise and go. Your faith has made you whole. Power of appreciation. The key to incredible blessing is appreciation. The word appreciate means to be grateful. The word appreciation means to go up in value. Have you ever done something for somebody? You know, you shout them lunch or dinner or whatever it is. If uh, if you're lucky enough to have a trailer, you also know, you know, the trailer that you tow behind your car, you know you're going, "Hey, you know, gotta move a couch, gotta move a fridge, got to haul stuff to the chip." Uh, notice you've got a trailer. <laughs> Get ready get ready, but you do something for somebody, and then they don't say thank you. Wow, that's a, such an awful feeling. I remember I had younger staff, <laughs> millenniums, I don't know, <laughs> and I'd always shout. We'd go out, let's go to the play, let's go out, you know, we're next to our, our uh, shopping center here at City Church, and we'd go out. Nobody would ever volunteer to pay. I'd always volunteer. I'd pay. Do you know what? They wouldn't say thank you. And I'm like, wow. So I finally thought, you know, I'm discipling these guys. (laughs) And and we'd finish the meal, and, you know, and I'd pay, and they would just... Basically, just take it for granted. Oh, Pastor Ed's going to pay. They wouldn't even offer. Like some people give the fake, like they they fake it. Like, oh, would you want, here here? But they never intend to pay. You go, oh, I'm going to pay. Are you sure? Are you sure? So I thought I'm going to say something for their good. So I said to them, Oh, thank you, by the way. They go, Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> and then the next time, <laughs> same deal. <laughs> Till finally, I was annoyed. Because a thank you isn't that hard. When you appreciate somebody, get that, appreciate. When you appreciate somebody or something that somebody's done, if they lend you their trailer or they come and they help you in something or, or they shout something of a meal or whatever, whatever, say thank you. What about with God? Our Father who art in heaven, our Lord be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We pray the whole, all of the peace. And then we want the power at the end, but we forget about one very important P that comes with the power. That that P, that power, is thanksgiving. It's appreciation. It's don't forget to come back and say, yes, thank you, God. In fact, thank him in advance. That's even more powerful. Appreciation. What does appreciation do? It brings incredible blessing. Because what you appreciate goes up in value. Now, I'm an accountant in my past life, when I was in purgatory. (laughs) And there is depreciation. It means something's getting less in value, like your car. It's not going to be, unless it's some collectible item or something, like some rare car, chances are what you're driving what it's worth this year is not going to be worth next year what it's worth now that's called depreciation everybody get that but there is something called appreciation when you invest in something you expect your investment to go up higher than the CPI more than inflation or you haven't re- you've lost money you don't invest to lose money you invest to make money that that gain is called appreciation it means it's going up in value, and who you appreciate or what you appreciate goes up in value. That's blessing. The key to incredible blessing is to appreciate what what you have in your life. When you husbands, when you appreciate your wife, guess what happens to your marriage? It goes up. When you appreciate your husband, wives, guess what happens? It goes up. When you appreciate your boss, when you appreciate your work, your whole work environment will change. Instead of, yeah, you know, hate this company. A boss is a bit of a fill in the blank. Blah, 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 down, down in the mouth all the time. What are you doing? You're depreciating something. You might as, its it's, you write it off. At the end of a depreciation schedule, accounting anyway, you know, you write the asset off. Computers, they only have a, a life of two, three years, and you write them off. It means you take them off the books. They're fully depreciated. You, you might get something uh, on Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree or something, but you've written that asset off. How many people are writing their marriage off, writing their spouse off, writing friendships off, writing their workplace off, writing their boss off? They don't understand the most powerful thing that'll, that'll, that'll get you incredible blessing is to appreciate the people in your life. People do that with the church all the time. Blah, 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 the church, blah, 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 what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. You just you wrote it off. What could have been an incredible blessing for you? The people that are part of that family of God, that family of faith, the people that need someone like you in their world, you're writing them off because it's all about you. And you don't understand that Christianity is not about you. It's about you doing something for other people. It's not a feel good that Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross for you. And he says, now you take up your cross and you follow me. And when I appreciate the people in my life, the relationships in my life, and when I when I do that, I'm praying for them. That's how you know you appreciate. You pray for those people, a father who art in heaven. You, you come to the P, get over your offenses, and start to pray. Start to pray for people. Tell God how much you appreciate. All of these people and relationships in your life, and watch what happens to that relationship. Whether that's business again, or relationship, marriage, or your children, or your parents if you're a child, or your school, whatever you're you're in relationships all the time. Start to th- thank God for them, and start to say thank you, and start to watch what happens to that relationship. You can turn that around into incredible blessing. I'm not talking about just be blessed. Incre- Incredible blessing is yours through the power of appreciation. Parents and family, the Bible says, enter his gates. How? With thanksgiving. Amen. With thanksgiving in your heart. And enter his courts once you get through the gate with praise. It's got to come out of your mouth. What are you doing? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for that, for that beautiful wife of mine. Thank you, Jesus, for those kids. Thank you, Jesus, for my church. Thank you, Jesus, for my pastor, even though sometimes I don't like the guy or whatever. The gate of blessing, the gate to incredible, incredible blessing is It's thanksgiving. It's appreciation. Appreciation brings healing. Proverbs 16, 24. Listen to this. Gracious words, that's appreciation, are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety weighs down the heart. When you're not appreciating somebody, you're full of anxiousness, anxiety, your workmates, your boss, your everything. Uh, weighs down the heart. But a kind word cheers it up. And what appreciation did for these lepers is, is nothing short of incredible because it activated faith. I'll go back and I'll just read this again. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, this, this leper, when he comes back. He comes back because he's been blessed already. Listen to what he does. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And, and he was a Samaritan. Samaritan. Not worthy, not, not, doesn't qualify for the blessing. You're a Samaritan. You don't qualify. You can put in there whatever life throws your way that tries to label you as something. And Jesus says, we're not all ten cleansed. Where's the other nine? And Noah, here's where they were. No one returned to give praise except one. We live in a world that is steeped in criticism for everything. Our political parties are just at it constantly, like a bunch of little school kids, like babies, seriously, yelling and carrying on. But it grieves me, and it must really grieve God when it's when it's when the church is the same. Just another political organization. We've got the Bible. We've got a book that speaks so loudly that the only way not to listen is to not listen. We've got a book that will increase something called faith in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes, how? By hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And the Word of God speaks, and when we have ears to listen, faith starts to become robust. Robust. And this this leper he says, hey, what, "What what about the other nine? No one returned except this one, this foreigner." And he said to him, "Rise and go, and get this. Your faith has made you well. It was his faith that made him well. It's your faith during the Lord's prayer." that will make you well. We talked about at the beginning of the series, and we're going to finish with this, prayer that gets results. The key to incredible blessing is, is appreciation to finish that prayer and go, God, I thank you. We've cleared up a bunch of junk. I've forgiven people. I've, I've prayed for provision. I've prayed not to be led into evil or tempted with evil, Lord. I thank you for that. I give I give you my faith. First and my best, my priority in life is you and you alone. Dear God, come into the room. Fill my life with your presence. And anything that stinks, Lord, help me identify that. Repent of it and remove it from my life. That's what prayer does. And the culmination of that, at the end of that, is to go, thank you, God. With a clear conscience, with a clear heart. Your faith has made you well. How does that work? Hebrews 13. Listen to this, verse 15. It's one of my favorite scriptures. If you've been part of this church, you've you've heard me teach this before. Therefore, Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by him, God, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, because it is a sacrifice. I don't feel like singing and praising God. Do it. It's not a feeling, it's a sacrifice. No, you don't have to. You're right, you can be an idiot. Sorry about that. You can just keep on going your own way. Continually, not just every now and then, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. What's that? That is the fruit of our lips, not thinking it, speaking it out, what? Giving thanks to his name. That word thanks. And gi- giving thanks. In the Greek language, it's homologia. Homo means the same as. Versus uh, alas. Versus heteros, rather, which is different. It's where we get homosexual, heterosexual, and, and other words. Homo, the same as. Homologia. Logia means the word. It's saying the same thing as God let the redeemed of the Lord say so Amen. it's 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 the weak say what I am strong it's speaking it out it's not thinking it it's speaking it out into the atmosphere it's when your language lines up with God's language giving thanks homologia is when your word. Sinks with his word. Faith then cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This leper was healed. His faith made him whole. Why? Because he lined up his gob, he lined up his mouth, he lined up his vocabulary through thanksgiving to God. He got that right, and healing came. But sometimes, and this is the hardest thing, and I'm gonna, we're going to close with this sometimes we have to give thanks when it still stinks well you know when it, when when the prayer comes when I've showed myself to the priest and he's confirmed I could go back into the community well then you know I might write Jesus a letter it's the other nine but I'm not going to turn around and go back there it's too much work plus I don't know if it worked or not I you know, I haven't shown myself to these religious men that, that, that are the key to me getting my blessing, which is to get back into my job and back into my community. And it's, it's like, no, homologia. Homologia means line up your thinking, line up your word to his word and say thank you while it still stinks. Somewhere in there, the guy still had leprosy, but he was healed as he went. I think about uh, Lazarus being raised from the dead. The sisters, Mary and Martha, they're outside the tomb. And Jesus says, roll away the stone. Lazarus, come forth. I don't know if it was Mary or Martha, but one of them goes, you sure you want to do that? He's been dead for four days. And then she says this, old King James, he stinketh. He stinketh. But look at what Jesus did. And and, uh, I'm just going to read this for you. It was Martha. She she said, the dead man, but there's a bad odor, she says. He's been there four days. There's a bad odor. Nothing's changed. You want me to give thanks when when it stinketh? And Jesus said, did I tell you that if anyone believes, he'll see the glory of God. So they took away the stone, verse 41. Then Jesus looked up. Look at what Jesus said. Father, I thank you homologia, that you have heard me. If you want incredible blessing, make thanksgiving appreciation a habit, and power will flow into your marriage. Don't think God's going to do hocus pocus. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, say, say this little prayer. Do it with an intensity or something. Start to thank God. Start to be thankful for every person in your life, even the ones that stinketh. Start to be thankful on that job, even when it stinketh. Start to be thankful in that church, even when it stinketh, which is frequently. Start to be thankful in that marriage, even when you're having a heated discussion called an argument. Start to be thankful for that person. Start to be thankful for your children, even when they're not walking with God necessarily. Start to be thankful for your parents, even when they say, make your bed, come home, eat all your dinner. Start to thank God, even when it stinks. And line your vocabulary, your word up with his word, homologia, and watch faith start to enter in, and you, my friend, are in for incredible blessing. When you start to understand the power of appreciation, when, when appreciation becomes a habit, Ephesians 5.20, always giving thanks to God, the Father of everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Got to be a habit, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all thir- circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I don't understand what the will of God is. I can't find God's will. I just don't know what to do. Give thanks. That's the will of God for you. Think your way out of that situation. Think your way up. Watch what God does. Watch the power and the blessing that will flow into your life. And that prayer should never finish without a big thanksgiving to God. I haven't prayed until I thank God for those people that I've forgiven and for that provision that I know is coming my way. I have not thanked God until I've said, God, thank you for filling this prayer time with your presence. I have not thanked God until I've repented and I'm thankful that I'm clean and that God is, is faithful and just to forgive me. I have not thanked God until I've gone through my relationship during my prayer time, even the ones that stinketh. I have not thanked God until I'm looking at those people differently because I'm praying for them. If you can't look at somebody and you have bitterness in your heart, you're not praying for them. You can't talk about bad about somebody that you're praying for. It's impossible. So let that be an indicator of who you should be praying for when you hit that P called people. People. <laughs> I'd rather talk about them and tell everybody about their leprosy. Well, God would rather that you pray for them. And when you do that, you you can't be talking trash. Somebody's talking trash, they're not praying. That's time to repent. And if you want the blessing in your life, there's no formula for this. There's power for this. And that's the power of prayer. That's the power of a heart that th- is thankful to God for all the relationships that God has brought into our life. I want you to um, close your eyes. I'm going to give you a chance to ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior. So if you're not here, you're watching, you've never ever asked Jesus Christ into your heart. It's the beginning of eternal life. If you would recognize that you're in need, no matter how good you think you are, people say that you are. You stink in some way. You need salvation. Jesus Christ has saved you. All you need to do is receive that gift of salvation from him. I wonder if you could humble yourself enough to go, okay, that's me. I'm going to pray this prayer, Pastor Ed. I'm going to pray this prayer with everybody here. Get real. Get real with God right now. Have a real moment with God right now. So let's pray this out loud. Everybody watching online can do the same. I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share these messages so other people can be blessed. And on every message... They all end the same way with a prayer to give you a chance to ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. So pray this with me. Say, Dear God, forgive me for all of my life that doesn't line up with your will. Dear God, for the people in my life that I haven't been appreciating relationships that have been depreciating I pray turn it around Jesus I make you my Lord and my Savior and I come back to say thank you for saving me in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city church.net or email us your feedback at infocity at church.net.